0: That's definitely not something we're putting... That's something we're definitely not putting in the intro. Yeah, please don't. I mean, that's just just one of those things. No, nobody needs that. Nobody needs it. Although I should probably put this section in there now because it's kind of funny. Welcome, everyone, to the CavsCorner.com podcast, CavsCorner.com, your source of Virginia sports. I am Brad Franklin, publisher of CavsCorner.com, coming to you live from the place of Franklin states in the West End of Richmond, where it is Wednesday, October the 18th. Cavaliers coming off their bye week, head down to Chapel Hill on Saturday evening to play a very, very talented North Carolina team. Um... We will talk about that in a few minutes. We're going to start with some basketball stuff. We're going to talk a little about the schedule and the run-up to the uh, season opener here in under three weeks' time. Before we get started, let's go around and introduce everybody. First in Fishersville, board moderator du jour himself. Dr. David Spence is on the show. How's it going, my friend?
1: Nice. Thanks for not calling me Dr. Mike Collins. Who Dave's on the board at Who Dave's on Twitter.
0: Oh, that was so well done. <laughs> <laughs> Ferber texted me last week He was like, make sure you call him doctor Next time we talk (laughs) And now I can't even speak Uh, Wow, okay In uh, Charlottesville, uh, editor-in-chief himself The aforementioned Justin Ferber is also on the program How's it going, my friend?
2: Pretty good, I'm really glad that you remembered to do that this week On the first try um, at Justin underscore Ferber on Twitter.
0: Kaz <laughs> Corner, <clears throat> I can really can't talk. Kaz Corner also on Twitter. Caz underscore Corner, great place for the game updates, the content items, and the occasional witty banter. No, we didn't. We didn't have to restart that just specifically for that one joke. No, we didn't. No, what are you talking about? <laughs> all right, uh, all
1: right. So worried people aren't going to know Mike Collins. Come on, <laughs> Let's go. I mean,
0: yeah. Hey, look, we Ferber didn't know about it until we did it the first time.
1: Um, yeah, I
2: didn't. I missed. I missed that one, unfortunately.
0: <laughs> All right. So on the basketball front, Cavaliers obviously, as I mentioned, open up the season in a few weeks. Um, it, it. I don't know, man. I, I'm actually the, the more we cl- get, we get closer to this thing, the more excited I am about this team. I think in part because like, and this is no shade, like at any other teams or anything. But, like, it's kind of fun to, like, not really know what they're going to be. I mean, it's not going to be fun if they're not good. But I feel like they're going to be really talented, and I'm really excited about it. And it's kind of fun to not, like, know every dude and every, like, thing he can't do. You know what I'm saying? And, again, no shade intended here. I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of interesting storylines and pieces and the potential ways they all fit together. Um, Obviously, the, the schedule is a big part of this, and it's an interesting one. Um, at least from from my point of view And I felt like maybe we would start for a few minutes today And talk a little bit about um, The schedule in general We didn't do a, like a big um, A big to do when the schedule dropped uh, And and you know In hindsight maybe we we should have But it just feels like this is going to be A very interesting season A very intriguing one And I kind of feel like a lot of that is You know in, at least in some part Based uh, on the fact that the schedule Is what it is Um they're opening up against the Fighting Tevin Joneses, Tarleton State, on uh, Monday, November the 6th. But then they go to Charlotte to play Florida. They get North Carolina AT and t and Texas Southern home before they head off to Fort Myers to play Wisconsin and then either SMU and West Virginia. And then they get Texas A&M back at home um, to close out the month. And I feel like it's not, I'm not saying this is like the toughest schedule, UVA's, out. I'm not saying that. But it just feels like, it's just fun. Like, I just. I don't know. I just really like the way this thing sort of sets up going into it. Dave, as you look at the schedule, other than you know, just kind of hoping that guys roles and roles and whatnot are kind of defined before mm-hmm. um, the November the sixth, what's your general take on the schedule or does this how does this strike your fancy?
1: I mean, I think it fits this team really well. Um, you know, they're going to have some challenges early, which I think they need because I mean, I think we all expect this team to get better as the year goes on, so can't get better if you don't get challenged. And they're definitely, Challenges, but I mean, no one on the schedule would be like, oh, they can't compete with. So, and different styles, right? Like you're gonna play Wisconsin, who does what Wisconsin does, and you know, you've got Memphis and Florida and Texas and a mix in there, which are gonna be a lot more athletic. Um, so it'll be a chance for UVA to honestly just looking at the non-conference, you know, prior to the I guess that Memphis game is after the ACC season starts, but just looking at the non-conference part of the schedule. You've got opponents where I think Virginia is going to be able to play some different lineups just to, for matchup purposes, which is going to help you know when when the conference play starts. So, um, I don't know if there's one single game I'm most excited about, but you know, getting Florida game two—that's a pretty good start to the season.
0: Yeah, I feel like Ferber, as as this thing rolls on, you're we're certainly going to learn a lot about where where things actually are versus where they could be, and and that the delta between those two things and kind of tracking as as this thing sort of unfolds. I mean, by the time they get to play Memphis, in Memphis, uh, on December the 19th, like, I feel like we'll have, I mean, like, look, at that point, they're already going to have played at least one ACC game. Granted, it's against, you know, New Look Syracuse and everything. Also, side note, does anybody, anybody want Jimmy Bayheim on a microphone calling a f- basketball game like who thought that was a good idea or is that just a function of hey the guy who is the head of uh espn used to be a syracuse like it, it just boggles my mind it's terrible it's, terrible it's, i mean unless you're going to stick him in greensboro which if they're going to do that
2: that's hysterical but i just i definitely also no like i feel like he'll be the person that's like i don't want to be here <laughs> like yes more than why I does
0: think. he like jim Go go enjoy your
2: retirement, my guy. Or I don't yeah, know. There go- will probably be like one crazy thing that comes out of it, though. That'll be worth it, you know?
0: Well, maybe they're going to try to turn him into like the new Bill Walton. But like the super, you know, the super like low-key. Curmudgeon-y. Curmudgeon version of Bill Walton, you know? Yeah. So basically Bill Walton, but without all the fun. Bizarro
2: Bill Walton. <laughs>
0: Still Bill Walton on like
2: Bill Walton on like regular medication. oh and like yeah, what, no or whatever drugs. he's actually on. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I feel like by the time Ferber, by the time they play Memphis, we should have a pretty good idea of what that team is. And I mean, I know that most of the time before you get into the bulk of the ACC season, that's what you want. But I feel like for this team, especially the first you know seven, eight, nine games, are going to be huge not just because Tony's messing with lineups which we know he does but also too because the guys are going to be sort of getting accustomed to you know each other and stuff how are, what's your general sense of the the at least the start of the schedule um I don't think there's really any reason to start you know digging up stuff in February but the way things get started and and how um how that impacts the team
2: yeah I think it's an interesting schedule I agree with what Dave said about it being a good schedule for this team and I think while you have a lot of games That'll be interesting and sort of benchmark games. You also don't have any that are like sure losses at this point. Um, and you know, there's nothing wrong with like taking a, a one or two losses in non-conference play, but you know, if you can rack up 10-11 wins there, I think you're you know you're in good shape. And I'm not expecting them to go undefeated through non-conference play, but I think these games will be litmus litmus test type games, and they might still come out with a pretty good record. So overall, that's a pretty good way to build the schedule. I also think like You know, while they have some challenging games, they also have a lot of games in the non-conference that are like almost sure wins, you know, like they don't have a lot of games in the middle where it's like, oh, you got to watch out for Vermont or whatever. Um, Like they should be able to handle most of the games in the non-conference, you know, as long as they you know play a reasonably clean game. Um, And then the games that are testing, you, you know, you guys mentioned Florida right out of the gate. That'll be a good one. Um, Florida will be interesting just because they have a lot of transfers and they had kind of a down year last year and first year of a new coaching staff, but I think they'll be better. And like AM, I think is going to be probably the best team UVA plays in the non conference. Um, you know, Memphis maybe too, or Wisconsin, but, um, I think it's, it's a good, you know, mix of different teams. And I think, you know, they'll be tested. And, you know, they don't really, I wouldn't say they have a marquee game. You know, like I think Memphis is a really solid home at home series. Um, but, you know, I don't know that Memphis is going to be like ranked or anything when they play. And uh, I would say, honestly, they're like I said, their biggest game might be Texas a and at home. And um, I think it'll be a good test. You know, like I think by the end, like you said, by the end of the year calendar year, we should have a pretty good idea of like where this team is. But it is worth noting, too, like last year, uh, I wouldn't say it was complete fool's gold, but it was to some degree, you know, like how UVA started because we were like, man, this team's going to be like competing for a national championship after the first few weeks. And. You know, then there was a regression. Um, obviously, Beekman got hurt. But, you know, they, they certainly, by the time January rolled around, I think we all probably would have admitted, like, huh, this doesn't seem like the same team that we saw in November. Um, but, you know, I think this team might start a little slower, but build towards something by the end of the calendar year.
0: Dave, if, if you had to pick one one team off of, I mean, whether it's, yeah, I'm guessing it's a non um, That's more interesting if we... Um, we cut out the ACC teams. Um, what's what's the what's the game you're most looking forward to? Um, is it in the non-conference? Yeah, in the non. Whether you know, I mean, hey, if you want to pick <laughs> Texas game, Southern or, or yeah. that, that's fair. Okay,
1: tell me yeah. about it. Yeah. No, no, I would say. I mean, honestly, the non-conference Texas A&M because you know Virginia plays them after uh, after the Thanksgiving break. Um, it's you know, it's going to be a great game, and plus, you know, it's the you know, Buzz Williams comes to town, so that's always fun. But yeah, I think that Virginia can win that game, and they, you know, I, th- I think you know after having what seven or eight games, I think that's the seventh game of the year. So we'll know a little bit about the team, and if they, you know, if they compete with Texas A and M and win that game, um, especially when it when it handily, I think I'll have a much better feel for what this team's upside is. Um, but I think it's a good test early in the season, and I don't know like of the teams on there, I don't know how good Florida is going to be. And I don't know how good Memphis is going to be. I feel pretty confident that Texas A&M is going to live up to their preseason billing and probably be a little better.
0: Ferber, what about you? What's the game you're most looking forward to?
2: Yeah, I'd say A&M is probably the game that I'm most interested to watch just because I think they're good, but I would say Florida just because it's the second game. Um, You know, that first game UVA should be able to come out and and do their thing. You would expect. Um, And, you know, assuming they do that, I think everybody always comes out of that first game if it's against a team like Tarleton State and feeling really good, and it's like, oh man, this team's got so many options and they're so deep. And then when you see them play against a team like Florida, it's like they're not the the bench isn't going to be playing as much, and you're not playing as many guys, and you know maybe you're not just absolutely dominating. You're like in a game, which forces different situations within the game, and um, you know you get to see how a team plays in a tight game. So um, I'm interested to see that one. Um, like, like Dave said, I'm not hundred percent sure Florida is going to be like elite. And I saw in the, in the sec preseason poll, they were picked like in the middle of the league. So I don't know that anybody's really expecting them to be like top 10 or anything like that. But I do think that that, you know, they have some good players that they got, you know, through the portal. And I, I really like their coach, um, who's beaten Tony before head to head. Uh, so I think that'll be an interesting matchup pretty, you know, early in the season on a neutral court, um, I'm assuming it won't be like packed or anything, but right. it should be an interesting situation to put them in early.
0: Further, we're going with the rule of the dons, which is hey, let's not count the chickens before they hatch because everybody thought after
2: Same not out
0: of. Oh, that's right. Yeah.
2: That's why we'll I beat, say, yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was just thinking. I didn't even put that together. That was the second game of the season.
0: Yeah. After we eat the snot out of Towson that year, then, I mean. They scored like they scored like ninety points in that game. I don't
2: have it up yeah. in front of me. I think it was, um, and they shot. They made like twenty threes or something. And I was crazy like, that.
0: "Oh snap!" All these long dudes hitting threes, and then yeah, they scored like fifty or whatever it was against San Francisco in the second game. And you know what, dear listener, that was a that was a sign of things to come. Um, but yeah, I, I I kind of agree with you. I mean, I, I think that's a very intriguing game, and Texas A and makes a lot of sense too. I this is it, this is all probably off the wall, but. I've seen a lot of people sort of wondering aloud. I, I don't think they're predicting it per se, but maybe wondering aloud, like if UVA might actually try to get up and down a little bit more this year. And if you think about the skill sets of the dudes they've got, it makes some sense. Um, I I'm going to have to see it to know, to believe yeah, it.
2: Yeah, I'm not buying it. We sit, we um, hear this all the time, and I've, I'm I'm fully in the camp of like, they ain't doing it. Like, <laughs> show me show me them doing it and i'll believe it yeah i mean they do this, this all something. the time and tony always says like i don't really care how they score because you know they just need to be efficient and there and he is
0: whistling like, and, like, and then, and
1: then they're always 300 the hand motion in the right attempt. the five like oh wait right you know. yeah i mean i, I that's think that's there's different. some validity to it like virginia's run in the past i think we just haven't had a great defensive team in the last few years and you're not going to run if you aren't really good defensively um, That's fair. But with, you got to you, know, you got
0: to create some turnovers. You got to get stops. Yeah.
1: But know? between Harris and Beekman at the front, um, and Dun, and you know Dunn and Bond cleaning up things on the back end, I think there's going to be opportunities for the team to run. And when you've got a power forward that can handle the ball, you know, even if you're not trying to go tempo, just the fact that he can dribble up and it gets you a chance to get a break going. So I think there will be opportunities. But yeah, not to I mean, mention Clayton, the Buchanan. Time, kid no. can
0: move. I, mean, I think Buchanan would be probably happier. To get up and down, he's not a plodding sort of big man, right? Like I think he—he, he, I mean, he's—he's he's obviously not like a springy sort of like jump out the gym dude who wants to fly down the floor, right? He's not running like a gazelle, right? But I do think he—he he feel he probably is more comfortable with a get up and and go as opposed to just you know setting screens and you know that kind of thing. But the the reason I bring that up is because that Wisconsin game. Listen, if Virginia can actually sort of run a little bit against them. And I, again, I'm, I'm I realize that I'm setting myself up for failure. The final score of that game is gonna be like forty-seven to to thirty-nine or some nonsense.
2: Like oh, so you're taking the over?
0: Well, no, I'm not taking anything. I'm just saying <laughs> that, like, wouldn't it be interesting if I'm I'm giving you I'm giving you a I'm giving you a, a potential hypothetical thing? And then if it comes to pass, I have to sound smart. But the way I frame it makes it sound like I'm very cognizant that this is ridiculous. Um <laughs> but no, like think about it. like if they play Wisconsin um in Fort Myers and UVA like scores like 75 and they're actually you know, they've got like what 16 fast break points or something like that. I mean that would be that would be kind of impressive if you think about the sort of bigger scheme of it. I, the Texas A M the the um we can call that one the um making Mama Coleman's heart hurt a little bit. Um, she thought she thought she was done, and and now the the schedule makers have uh, have put her back on the bubble. Um, I I just think that's a fascinating matchup, considering the you know connections between Texas A and M and and UVA and, and everything at play there. Um, the thing that I'm I'm not really sure what to make of the Fort Myers tournament. Um, and I understand that UVA is you know I don't know allergic to bigger. Um pre pre-season or it's not preseason. Um, holiday sort of in season. Yeah, last year whatever. they had
2: the Vegas thing. Like, but that was that was a uh, was that even the turn that was like their that was like the second game of the season, wasn't it? Or
0: yeah, last like year Northern. they started with North Carolina Central and then they played Monmouth and then they went to Baylor and Illinois. So they had two games. I guess Monmouth yeah, and they had was the one game that got canceled. It, right? Um, right, that's right. The yeah. Illinois game, what Northern Illinois, Northern Iowa, Northern, I think it was. Northern Iowa. That's right. Yeah. Well, um, Iowa State.
1: No, now you're right, Northern Iowa. Northern okay. in Iowa,
0: yeah. Um, but I I just think that the beginning part of the schedule is interesting in in more in way in ways that if you just look at the names, it probably shouldn't be. Um, man, getting that I didn't realize that that dude from San Francisco was now Florida. That's fascinating. Um, all right, anything else on the basketball front? I mean, we we obviously we have lots of time to talk basketball over the next few months. Um, but I thought you know it'd be kind of a good spot to. Check in on the early season schedule Before it gets going here soon On the uh, football side of things Obviously Virginia Coming off of a bye week um, If you haven't read Ferber's 3 one yet Make sure you do Because I actually learned a couple things in there um, Which I don't think I I, They just sort of got lost in the transom there, Virginia's had so many different dudes injured And the idea that like who's what And where they are Can get a little bit um, muddled Um so it's good to, you know, check back in and sort of figure out, okay, where where guys really are. So Lex Long is out for the season, going to have surgery. Probably the best decision for him, but not obviously a great development for UVA. Ahern is also going to be out at least for a little while. Um, and, and so really, I mean, the the Cam Robinson show has to continue for obvious reasons. Um, but other than that, it seems like maybe they're getting a little healthier in spots um, I don't believe Ferber. We've heard any sort of timetable on Antonio Clary, um, but it, um, least, I mean, they
2: said like back half of the season. Okay. I think it was like six weeks or something after he had the surgery, which has right. been like three weeks now. Yeah. So
0: I was thinking like game like eight, maybe. Yeah, but that November sometimes. That's that sounds like it's pushing it. Um, overall, though, look, I think we all appreciate that Carolina's really good at football. Um, that's a very like we like. I feel like we've all. Enjoyed knocking their defense And I'm not saying their defense is like Perfect but their defense is much More is much better now Than it was several years ago when You know the offense is like just Lighting it up and the defense is Essentially just like not even there I feel like that's That's a very well-rounded team With just talent all over the place Dave in general what's your What's your sort of 35,000 foot view of Carolina right now
1: um, they're really good and pains me to say it. Cause I, I hate losing to Carolina, but they're the best team on our schedule. Um, like if Carolina and Tennessee played right now, I think Carolina would be favored by several points. Um,
0: yeah, I, was gonna, I was getting ready to say the same thing.
1: Yeah. I mean, Tennessee is not what we thought they were. I mean, Tennessee hasn't scored hardly you know, anyone outside of Virginia this year. Um, certainly not to the level they, they did last year. And, you know, Milton struggled and defensively there. I don't, I think maybe Tennessee's slightly better defensively Carol- than Carolina, but not much. Um, yeah, the turnaround Carolina's made defensively is kind of, I wouldn't say shocking, but it's pretty close to shocking just because they've always had talent. They just weren't playing up to it. Um, but they, they're nasty this year and nasty and they have depth. And um, and with the offense putting up points, like that defense can pin their ears back and it's just hard to match up with. Um, so, yeah, it's a formidable challenge. I mean, I'm kind of bummed we had to wait till 6 o'clock at night to watch it, but um, it' not a great matchup for Virginia. I mean, if you're going to get them, I guess you want to get them after a bye, but um, Virginia's got just so many injuries on the defense.
0: What about you, Ferber? What do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, they're
2: definitely um, living up to the hype uh I watched a lot of the game against Miami last week and it kind of started off slow. I was like, man, Miami's like I I didn't think they were going to win this game and they're like right there winning the game in the first late in the first half, but Carolina just turned it on in the second half and just beat the crap out of them. Um and I don't know how good Miami is, but I mean, it's still it was still impressive and they've been impressive throughout the season. And by the way, Dave, you're going to have to wait 30 more minutes cuz it's at 6:30. Um yeah. 6ish, yeah. 6ish. Yeah, he'll be turning on the CW watching, you know, that
0: pesky half hour
2: watching like a whatever show they have on the CW at six o'clock. Yeah, I mean, I think like May, everybody kind of knows what his deal is. He's he's incredible. Um, Tony Elliott called him the best quarterback in the country, Um, you know, and he's got a lot of guys around him. You know, obviously Carolina's done a good job of just getting a lot of skill talent into their program and maturing those guys. And, you know, like the one group of receivers goes out the door, the Josh Downs of the world and another group comes in and Tez Walker, you know, like emerging for them, obviously after he had to sit out some games is, is a, a bad development for UVA. I'll just say that. Um, And then they can run the ball. And then, like you guys said, their defense is much, much improved. I mean, we could see that pretty early in the season, like the South Carolina game, they had like nine sacks and um, really kind of took it to them in the second half. And, Um, You know, they had a scare, too, against App State at home. They easily could have lost that game. But since then, they've been pretty pretty dominant. Um, I mean, most of their games have been pretty lopsided, and they've scored, I I think it was like 30 straight points in like every game, um, or 30 points or more, I mean. Um, And, you know, it's going to be a formidable task. And um, even if it's one of those games where like even if UVA plays well, it's like what's the recipe to kind of keep up?
0: Yeah, I mean that's, you know, that's the hardest thing with a game like this, given where UVA is. Like, imagine if you will, like what the
2: scenario is for
0: UVA to win, right? Which is okay. Carolina's offense
2: is off off track, right? Probably have to be like plus three turnovers.
0: I was gonna say you're 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 probably needing to have them put the ball on the ground. You know, Drake may make some some mistakes. You're looking at. Needing at least one of them, you would imagine that needs to be returned, or at least be on a part of the field where where it shorts up a really short, sets up a really short field. Then you've got to be you got to hope that the defense is like you know it's not just bend but don't break. It's it's more than that, right? It's like you're going to have to get stops, and the offense is going to have to put together you know really solid drives. Really what I think it comes down to, if if you're trying to think of a scenario in which UVA wins, is it like UVA has to sort of be a team the Cavaliers have just have not been all season long, and they have to do it for four quarters. Um, because I feel like this Carolina team, it's not just like, oh, you know, make them have a bad half. Like, you're going to have to really lean on them, because not only yeah. can the offense get going, I mean, the Walker kid, look. You you only need to watch him play for like thirty seven seconds to understand like, oh, that's why Carolina was was griping so loudly about it. You know, maybe maybe they really were all about the 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 welfare of the young man, but it was pretty clear pretty fast. Oh, right, because he's really good. Like, no wonder you wanted him to play. They so didn't
2: bad. they didn't need another one of those. <laughs> that's what I was like thinking on Saturday. <laughs> yep.
0: I mean, like, man, that kid is that kid is the truth. And I mean, May has I mean, he is He has been so good for so long that it kind of just feels like he's always been there, which is kind of ironic considering that, like, it was not that long ago since Carolina had another quarterback who felt like he had been there forever and was just really good. Well, Um, it's
2: almost like they just kind of like how and May or not that they're the same quarterback per se, but like it the succession of them is like they just kind of. It's like two different guys doing the same thing, so it yeah. feels like there was like no change.
0: Almost. Yeah, it's like they do, they do, they do it differently, and they're a little. They're obviously they just different well, they're also
2: just scoring thirty eight points every game, but they're still putting. <laughs> they're,
0: you're right, exactly. They're putting up the same numbers, you know, and it's just it's just ridiculous. Um, meanwhile, there are some schools that can't find a quarter. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just wild. Um, but no, the thing the thing about Carolina overall though is like. They feel like a much more confident team to me this year, right? Like you could you could always count their offense being good and their defense being terrible, and that clearly like shook up the you know the the, the confidence apple cart so to speak, right? Like yeah, their offense was really um, was really potent, but then there are also these times when they were just like getting a funk and they weren't really sure what to do, and that they felt much more just,
2: beatable like yeah, last year and, and right. beyond that. And now, it's you know, like, it's oh, like, well, crap. we can score 31 points on them and then it's anybody's game
0: like like if you took this these kids and and took the Carolina blue off of them and put them in like Clemson or Florida State colors, it would absolutely fit like there's talent at multiple levels of on both sides of the ball. Uh, I feel like they're run well. They, you know, they sort of um, and I mean, like as somebody who's, you know, died in a wool UVA fan like this is painful. To, to sort of talk them up I'll, I would never do this about tech Even if this was all true I just would not be able to fun- Just would not be able to do it um, But yeah this is This is going to be a tall task And one that I feel like Virginia is even coming I mean coming off the bye week Is probably the one thing That gives you some hope Because you hope On some level Like the scheme You know In terms of preparation But given how banged up They've been And certainly You know From what Tony Elliott Said this week It sounds like they really Did try to give guys some time off and back some things down. And just curious what that sort of translates to in terms of her more traditional bye week and preparing for the next opponent, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. Anything else before we get into the prediction side of it? Yeah. I mean, the only thing I'd
1: say is, you know, know, I see people bringing up last year's game and it's true. Like Virginia was in a similar spot last year, you know, kind of reeling and Carolina was rolling a little bit. Um, and we, I think everyone thought that game was going to be blowout, and yeah, you know, Virginia lost by three after scoring a late touchdown to, to kind of you know to make it 31-28. Um, but yeah, Virginia rushed for almost 200 yards in that game. Um, that helped. Brandon had a it. big game running the ball. Right? Yeah, Brandon had like 70 yards rushing, I think. Um, I looked at it earlier today, and the. Uh, and Virginia only turned the ball over once. Carolina didn't turn over at all. But what, Car- what Virginia did in that game other than run the ball was they had some timely sacks. They had a sack that kind of kept that made Carolina have to kick a field goal deep in the red zone. Um, That's also the game Brennan punted from the 32 up 7 to yeah, the Don't talk about carried. it. I, and we they were 4 no for 4 I'll in the red zone, it. right? Like for,
2: with touchdowns,
1: I think they yeah, scored like was good, every red zone but, possession. But Carolina scored on like, scored touchdowns on like four straight possessions over mm. the end of the first and of the second half and kind of put it away. But um, I just think if you haven't watched Carolina play, they're a different team. Now, I'm giving them a lot of, you know, giving them their flowers, if you will, but they really haven't played anyone really good either. Uh, South Carolina's not as good as we thought they were. Miami, who knows what they are. And then they struggled against App State, like Justin said. But otherwise, I think what Pitts, Syracuse, and minnesota they've played yeah Um, and most of those games like
2: they haven't really it's not even that the teams aren't that good they haven't really even been pushed like they haven't even really been in like tough situations late in the game even the miami game i mean that game was
1: kind of over after carolina turned it on yeah and you know based on their schedule like i said they haven't played one but having watched them several times down like i think they're more likely to be a playoff contender than to be what they you know they're they're closer to being a playoff contender this year than this year's team is to being close to last year's team. Um, good for them. I hope we. I hope they lose.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. Okay, so this is that's actually informative because now if we're if we're thinking of scenarios, right? Like, what would you know? What would it take? I mean, your point about um, Carolina not being really pushed. You know, they haven't played a lot of game. They haven't had a lot of game pressure on them for a whole lot of the season in part because, you know, they've just been really consistent. Um, So I think that sort of speaks to what we are talking about before. It's like in order for Virginia to to win this game, and I haven't seen the line or wherever it is now, but it certainly feels like not only does Carolina have to not be who Carolina's been, but then Virginia has to be who Virginia hasn't been. And that's not typically the way these things work. One of those, maybe. Two of them is tough, right? Um, So, I mean, I don't think it's... um, I mean, I don't think you need you don't really need a spoiler alert to know what's coming when we do predictions here in a hot second, because you know as much as I'm um, hopeful that you know the getting the win before the buy and having that time and some guys coming back or you know at least being close might help them, the back part of the schedule's you know still super duper problematic, right? And. I mean, there's multiple ranked teams in here. Teams that are going in the right direction. Teams that are markedly better than where UVA has been this season. And I mean, we've talked before about sort of what happens if the the ball just goes, you know, snowballing down the hill, right? And I mean, this is a real tough way to get things going. Um, it's one thing if you're leading up to it. It's another thing if it's like the thing, and then you got to come next week and do this, and next week and do that. Um, but yeah, I, I, the it would it's it would be really, um, it would be super unexpected, right? If we're all being honest, for Virginia to win this game, um, the, the truth of the matter is is that Virginia has as a program over the years always typically won one game that they just sort of had no business winning, right? They've just, just I don't know how this happens, but it's just very it's a very UVA thing, right? Maybe this is the one. I doubt it, but that's sort of the nature of that beast, right? All right, in the preseason, Dave, if we want to revisit that, you had UVA. Let's see, um, losing this game in Chapel Hill, thirty-four to twenty-eight. How you feeling now?
1: Uh, not as optimistic. Um, <laughs> not thinking Virginia about you going to a... score
0: those twenty-eight points.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, Virginia is currently a twenty-three and a half point underdog, um, the second biggest. Interconference underdog to only behind Florida State, Virginia Tech. Tech close at a twenty-four point dog. Um, Tech lost that game by twenty-two for the record. So yeah, look, I, it it would take so many things breaking Virginia's way for this game to to be a win. And honestly, honestly, several things breaking their way for it to be competitive. Um, I do think they'll hang around early just because they a little fresher off a of bye and they probably schemed up some stuff kind of like we've seen in other games this year. But I think once Carolina puts it together, they just have too much for or beat-up Virginia defense. Um, and, you know, Virginia, I just don't have much faith in Virginia running the ball against Carolina. You know, their defensive line's good. Virginia hasn't shown the ability to run the ball against right. FBS programs this year. So I'm going to say Carolina wins 41-20. to 20. All right, Ferber, in the
0: preseason you had Virginia – Uh, losing this game 38 to 27. What say you now?
2: Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think Carolina's defense is better than we thought. Um, I kind of feel like this is a game where like Dave said, UVA is kind of in it for a little while, but then Carolina kind of puts on, you know, steps on the pedal and it's over quick. Um, you know, big play touchdown three and out big play touchdown. All of a sudden you're down 17 instead of three. Um, I kind of see it playing out like that. Uh I I think they'll they'll be competitive at times early and I I just feel like the defense is going to struggle um you know with Carolina's talent on the outside in the passing game and you know if you're worried about that then stopping the runs is going to be hard too and um like I said I think it would have to take it would take them creating a few turnovers and and then also getting a few big stops forcing field goals things like that and the offense being Super, super efficient. And even that might just make it a close game. So um, right. I, I think Carolina wins it. Like, I kind of think honestly, they, they get control of the game and they don't end up scoring like a ton of points because they're just in control and they just run the clock. Um, so I think it ends up like 38 17, 38 20, 38 20 is what I'll go with. So UBA covers but lose <laughs> in a game that's not even as close as the score.
0: I'm kind of salty because you started talking about the um, the sort of keeping it close and the pedal to the metal piece. What I've been thinking is is that Virginia has essentially all season long, outside of maybe really the Tennessee game, but basically all season long, like they have these fits where you're like, oh my gosh, are they actually going to be like good in this? Like, and, and then ultimately your your uh, optimism is trampled on in a variety of different ways. Right in in College Park, it was emphatic and. Um, you know, demoralizing. In other places, it was still demoralizing, but you just waited longer. So I mean, I feel it would it would be very UVA of this season for the Cavaliers to sort of be in it for a while and then all of a sudden completely out of it real fast. Um, in the preseason, I had this thing forty two twenty eight. Um, Carolina. I-, I just I feel like Carolina's defense is better than than I thought, and the offense is basically exactly what I thought. So I'm gonna go forty three to twenty one. Uh, I could totally see UVA being up like a touchdown or so early. And then um, Carolina sort of puts the um, hammer down and it, you know, gets away from them pretty quick. But at the same time, like, I'm really interested to see, because, I mean, this is a very talented defense. Um, If Virginia's able to score several times, I think that's a really good sign for the rest of the season. Um, Because as good as I think some of these teams are, you know, they got to go – to Miami, they go to Louisville. They get Duke, um, and we, you know, we don't know where Riley Leonard will be by then. Um, Sounds like um, he'll be back. You know, I mean, I, but you know, I'm talking about like in terms of his yeah, health-wise, overall, right? Like, is mm-hmm. he? Is this a nagging thing? Is this something he's able to play through? We're talking about him
1: playing this weekend. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: I mean, but even if he plays, you know, yeah, how yeah. how is this one of those things where he's like at 80 percent the rest of the way? right is he able to get Yeah, back? they
1: really
2: struggled with the backup in too yeah <laughs> I will say if
1: if Duke, if Duke goes went to Florida State and wins without Riley Leonard I will amend what I said about Carolina being the best team on our schedule
2: hey, fair, fair,
0: fair point fair point so yeah give me give me Carolina to win at 43 to 21. I just um you know a lot of times in this spot I can say like you know it wouldn't surprise me if UVA wins this game it would absolutely shock the crap out of me for UVA to win this game um even coming off a of bye week I just think Carolina's extremely talented um
2: would love to see it I though. mean if they won this game I would start to question everything then you can start to make a case for like man this team really should have won some more games like yeah early. then
0: you start getting angrier <laughs> about some of the some yeah. of the losses right as opposed to sort of like oh man they, they're you know can't get out of their own way you well know, that turns into I, a very I, different conversation
2: I think if the game goes like we all predicted it to, we were all pretty close to our picks I think like yeah then you just tip your cap and get ready for Miami because that's yeah and I, and, that's what my that's what North Carolina is going to do to everybody. Yep, so
0: exactly, exactly. It also feels like you said like Carolina seems destined for uh, a lot this season, and you know if so I feel like if somebody if somebody screws it up for them, I don't think it's going to be UVA.
2: What's um, the rest of their schedule look like?
0: I have not looked.
2: Carolina. I guess they have Duke, so that'll happen at some point.
1: Um, um, they should they, win quite a few in a row. They, well, they're at Georgia Tech next week.
2: See, that's uh, the game that, like, a Carolina team of the past yeah, would yeah, lose. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, And they've lost that exact game before where it's like, then oh, they, they just have, roll in there 5-0 and
1: yeah. and lose or whatever. Then they have Campbell. Well, yeah, yeah I, I mean, that'll be tough. The,
2: the Camels. Yeah. yeah. The then then they Camas. host Duke. That's like, going to be a huge game. Yeah. That might be yeah. a game to I think. mean, Duke might, Duke might have a couple more losses. And then like, they go to they, Clemson. Their schedule's tough.
1: Oh, I forgot they go still got Clemson. Interesting. And then they uh, go to NC State. So
2: I'm pretty confident in them beating Clemson. Actually, like I'm I'm confident in it too.
0: It's just an interesting. I forgot. That's just the game where
2: Clemson has enough athletes on defense though to make things uncomfortable, and then Carolina is going to have to win like a twenty to seventeen type game instead of like what they normally do.
0: Which honestly would be good for them going forward. You know, because you can't you can't just you know boat race everybody. Um, that's the
2: thing about we talked about duke in the preseason they're what five and one and they're better than i thought they were going to be um but like their their reckoning could still come for them like their schedule is pretty ridiculous the rest of the way um you know they have florida state um they have carolina i think they have louisville too right i think they um, do yeah, yeah and it, it's it's just like a tough run into the end of the season um so we'll
1: see where they well, you know are what they and say they the got to come to
0: charlotte's Oh yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: If, if you think Virginia's going to win, you can get them plus eleven fifty on the money line. Yeah, that's incredible.
2: You got to drive to West Virginia to bet it, though. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I
1: mean, if my you live right close, now.
2: I mean, like if you, if you told me like Carolina's going to lose a really dumb game, like that they shouldn't lose this season, I wouldn't be that surprised because that's just kind of what they do. Um, but I don't think it's going to be this one.
0: <laughs> yeah, it it feels like in a lot of ways, and again, Carolina might, you know. Prove this um, Foolish but it feels like in a lot of ways This is the season that Carolina sort of like Goes against tendency Right in a sense of like Essentially being what They have not been so I mean the defense In and of itself and then playing well defensively You know like you said they haven't had They haven't had a lot of game pressure They just they've done very un-Carolina Kind of things and they seem To can be continuing to do That that's not been the way it's been For them um Historically speaking, like when they have a little bit of success, you know they they tend to do some really dumb stuff, and they haven't done that. Um, So, we'll see if that uh, trend continues this weekend um, or not.
1: If we have a quarterback punt this week, uh, be prepared for my. My rant next week.
2: <laughs> that's like the only thing that not allowed to do. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you, you lose, you of... lose. But like, yeah. you can't do that. Yeah, go I do for it hope... four,
1: on fourth down and your own twenty. I don't care. But you punt from anywhere with your quarterback. We got we got problems. Well,
2: maybe there's a punter controversy after Daniel Sparks five yard punt. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I will
1: yeah.
0: say that I really do hope regardless of how it turns out I hope UVA is aggressive in this game. Like I understand like we're talking about it and if you and if you're listening to this you're thinking to yourself like well why even play the game? Fair point. But I still I still would like to see UVA be aggressive, you know. Get you get the kids used to be having the you know expectations of going out and making plays. Like give them give them the opportunity.
2: Because yeah, and you have a game point, the, next, definitely... the next week that we thought they were they had no chance in, but I kind of think they might have more of a chance than I thought like a few weeks ago. I don't think they're going to beat Miami necessarily, but I definitely think they can play with them. Like,
0: talk about a team that's doing things a tendency. Um, yeah, Miami just basically just going to pull out the the old playbook and run it all over again. Um, all right. Well, I think this is a good place to put a pen in it for this week. If you're somebody out there who found the podcast through the website, thank you very much for giving us a listen. If you don't mind, look us up on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, or wherever it is that you get your shows. And if you're so inclined to give us a rating to review, we appreciate it. If you're somebody who's found the pod, has not given us a look at the website yet, you can check us out at CavsCorner.com. Basketball stuff, football stuff, we'll have, um, I know Houston's already caught up with uh, the Wilkins kid to talk about his visit, so we got lots of stuff coming up for you here in the coming days and such. Uh, I want to thank all of you out there for supporting the show, and of course, I want to thank Dave and Ferber, giving graciously their time as always. I very much appreciate all that they do. So, for Dr. David Spence and Justin Ferber, I'm Brad Franklin, publisher of CavsCorner.com. Thanks for coming out. See you soon. Doctor is out.